You are listening to Mommying While Muslim Podcast, where hosts Uzma and Zeba share their personal stories of mommying in a post-9-11 world. This podcast is designed with the Muslim American mom in mind, so grab a cup of coffee and pull up to their table. Welcome to another episode of Mommy While Muslim Podcast with your co-hosts Zeba Hassan and Uzma Jafri. This is Uzma. This is Zeba. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. So uh, we wanted to talk about some issues that are relevant, particularly to Muslim moms. And Zeba had some questions for me based on some experiences we've had while we've been out here in Santa Fe together and some, some experiences that I'm having at home. So it's gonna kind of be an interview of me but I, I think I have some questions too so okay so that's we'll good go so back and first of all I'm very excited that we're literally sitting on a sofa right now <laughs> drinking our coffee. morning coffee getting packed up ready to go back to our mommy modes with our babies so I definitely had the, the mama life so mm. I've definitely had a great time with you and getting to know you as an adult yeah it's been because the last time we saw each other we were Kids. We were babies. We were babies. We got married. <laughs> so it's been a whirlwind in trying to get caught up. So that is um, something I'm really excited that I got to experience. And I have to give my husband kudos. All of our husbands. All of our husbands. Did an husbands. amazing job holding down the fort. It's not, it's not easy with how many kids we have and all their schedules and activities yeah. and schools and lunches and. Thank God for DoorDash at my house. I don't know about you. Well, yeah, because you kept getting notifications on your <laughs> exactly. watch that our kids okay, ordered silver DoorDash. Okay, great. But your kids I'm are older, so yeah. And I, I don't have access to those notifications, so I don't know what went down <laughs> and what I'm going to face when I go home, but we'll see. Inshallah, it'll be okay. So, first of all, if you have followed us on Facebook or our you know, Instagram stories, Asma's great at this. She's this beautiful, majestic, um, super tall, oh my God. hijabi. Um, all these people were like, oh my God, you're so gorgeous. And she just is definitely a striking person when you see her um, in real life. Mashallah, mashallah, mashallah. So let's protect her for that. But there was definitely something that I noticed um, and I kind of brought it up to her. We were going to the car together and whenever I see somebody see her at first, they do a little bit of a double take, <laughs> probably because she's just gorgeous, tall, and you know, like, amazing hijabi but I think some of it is because you wear hijab and it could be just me reading into the situation to be honest with you but I just wanted to ask you because I don't necessarily have those same experiences as a Muslim mom because I don't wear my Islam on the external side mm -hmm. do you feel that do you feel that the people looking at you or did you see what this happened when we were <laughs> trying to get into the car like yeah. I'm just really curious about how one that affects you personally uh -huh. and how that affects your parenting uh -huh. philosophy. Yeah. Well, my guard is certainly always up. Got it. Okay. Because I'm pretty used to people looking. Okay. And they'll try to look away right away because, you know, nobody wants to be caught staring. And then, you know, I'm going to look again to right. see are, are they you still staring. Exactly. And they will. They will try. Um, and it just kind of depends. I would love to believe that everybody thinks all the wonderful things that you said about right. me. That, well, oh, who is this tall. gorgeous yeah. lady walking down the <laughs> walking down the parking Wouldn't lot? Wouldn't that be awesome if that exactly. was what it, what it was? But I know there's been a couple of instances like yesterday in the parking lot when you and I were getting the car. And this is me being stereotypical. Like there's a baseball cap and there's a certain kind of shirt. And he's that makes driving me, a pickup truck. There's a certain <laughs> age. Yeah, exactly. There's a demographic. True, 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 true. You know, and I'm stereotyping. Our own stereotyping. Absolutely. And you admit that we do that too. Absolutely, yes. 100%. I'm now assuming that you think I don't belong in this space. Right. So my reaction is always, 
I'm going to carry on, but I'm not going to acknowledge your existence. You are welcome to welcome me at any point, but I'm going to turn my back on you. Interesting. So do you I'm feel do you feel like like your guard goes up like you're yeah. like you you get a little bit raised? Yeah. Like, and do you feel that often? I wouldn't say it's often, but it's enough to where I remember the times that it happens. Okay. You know, it when sticks I'm out to, it sticks yeah. out for you. It sticks out. So for instance, where <clears throat> I'm from, there was this giant um, white supremacist rally. Yes. Or, or where I live now, there was this giant white supremacist rally coming to the masjid to threaten people. And there was a certain demographic that was doing it. Yes. And that demographic met me at like six o'clock at a gas station one morning, you know, because I needed to fill up the tank before I took the kids to school. Um, and uh, he did the stare down. Like he really? was not gonna look away. It was very open what he was doing and he was not smiling. Usually when people- They do, will they do will that, look at you. They'll try to say hello. Yes. If they want to connect. I, I did know, and I noticed this particular gentleman in fairness. Yes. He did try to greet us, but he, he did, did do the double take. Yes. Right, and he was kind of like, oh, where did this person come from? Right. But I don't necessarily feel he was being negative. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there is a feeling. There's you get. a feeling. Yes. You know. So when you, if you learn to trust the hairs on the back of your neck, yes. you know, you can tell from somebody's aura what their their intention is. I feel like. And for this guy, in the gas station gentleman, he scared me. Interesting. And I'm at. And you're probably at fear. You're with your kids in the car. No, my kids up. weren't there. Okay, luckily. good. They were That's still good. home. But I was like, I have gas in my car right all he has to do is light a match and throw it this way because we so were you that really, close you really think that i really way. thought that way so i got in that car with the quarter take of gas and i ran because i usually will fill it up yes and i was like i have enough to get to school that's enough so right. i got in my car and I drove away so let's say your kids were in the car mm -hmm. like that's a very scary i would have stopped filling up the gas and i would have left. left for another so that, does that change or alter the way you do things yeah if absolutely. you know you're going to be in a situation where you might not be in a friendly zone, and maybe yeah. that's what we should call it—a friendly zone yeah, yeah. versus unfriendly. It, does that change how you parent? Um, not well. You know, as all, all parents, I think whether you wear a hijab or not, you're worried adjust. about the security exactly. of your children. You adjust so your environment. You, you have to. We're scoping out exits. Exactly. We're scoping out like who's Sadly, who and what's nowadays, what. You do have. You to do always that. do. Yes. You know, and it's like who's doing what. I live in an open carry state. So, you know, if I walk into a movie theater and somebody comes in and I can see the guy, we're all getting up and yeah, we're leaving. I do the same thing. The job so or no, exactly. You know? We're That's not so going to sit in this theater. We're going to go Netflix something, yeah. you know, because I'm not comfortable. Right. Because I don't know what their intention is. It's dark. Um, but as a, a hijabi, I'm going to worry about an erratic driver. I don't want to pass them. I don't want to irritate them agitate them while I'm on the road and truth be told I have a lot of road rage myself okay okay um so I do have a we tendency. have talked about that a couple times on this weekend like <laughs> with the, the undercurve mama rage we do yes. get <laughs> so you know I'm gonna uh make an effort to not agitate this person or to make sure that I'm way behind them like the whole you know four car lengths behind really? them. I don't want to be in front of them because what if they rear end me? There has been an instance that I've heard of. I don't know who this person is in my town, but apparently she was driving in her SUV in uh, with her kids in the car, with her three kids in the car. And somebody tried to run her off the road because they were screaming at her. Uh, at the window with, and the window. you get a little uh, flustered and you're yeah. not, it's a, it's a safe, it could be a safe. And thing. she was wearing hijab and you know, it is, I don't, 
we can't tint our driver's side windows so people can see us. So I drive a little bit more carefully when I'm in the car. But again, if you don't wear a job, you're a little bit safer. Right? I, I totally agree with that. Right. Like I, I, like I said, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily wear my Islam on the external side. Though I'm definitely very Islamic. I'm very proud of my ethnicity and my heritage. But when you first see me, people don't. They're like, are you Italian? Are you Mediterranean? Nobody knows what I am. <laughs> so right. I can pass. And actually, if anything, I get the opposite right. where I'm trying to prove my Islam That's to Muslim what I people. To know. Like, yeah, exactly. So I'm more like, why do I have to prove myself to you? So I have probably the opposite where I'm trying to prove your how quote Islam. unquote Muslim I am mm-hmm. to people. But I do definitely have a different experience. So yeah. one of the things we talked about is kind of coming from a place of what's the word? Like, your defensive defensiveness and yeah. I was like and I asked so I'm like why are you coming from a place of defensive like I just kind of asked her that mm-hmm. and now when I've seen some of the experiences uh, with my own eyes I'm like oh no wonder you are hyper vigilant a hyper vigilant <laughs> a little bit defensive because I don't necessarily have those same experiences and like even my kids don't necessarily though my name is extreme once you find out my name Hassan is probably one of the most Muslim names you can have when somebody hears my name I think that's when it triggers them. It triggers them to think something. But like with my kids, we don't necessarily pass for anything in particular. So we don't have those same experiences as you do. Right. But I did ask, I'm like, why are we coming from a place? Why should we always be defensive? And when I'm seeing some of these, I guess not even microaggressions, but like double takes, you do, I've seen a couple of the double takes. By the way, sometimes for good. Like for some good. guy was yeah. yelling out the window, hey, gorgeous lady. You know, so I thought that was really fun. I thought he was totally talking to one of the other girls. But that, I just thought that was so fun. But you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm like, I have physically seen it with my own eyes. Um, I Sorry, I just kicked her, kicked her under the table. But um, same thing, like I only have one hijabi in my family, my sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. And same thing, she's, and when we've talked about it, same thing, she's like, I do have to be a little bit more, not defense protective. Right. When cautious. I go out, uh, cautious, cautious mm-hmm. is the perfect word. Mm-hmm. So again, how do you handle that with your kids? Like, do you feel like when you talk to them, do you tell them about these things? Do they experience it when they're with you? How do you prepare your kids based on the experiences you are having right now? I don't think I protect them. I always tell them, be proud of who you are. I remember we went to the pool one time and, you know, my kids look like they're ethnic, you know, they don't have that experience that your kids do. So, you know, they went to go buy a popsicle at the little concession and the lady was like, where are you from? And they're like, our city, exactly, wherever we're from. And um, they were like, no, where are you really from? No, really. Like, no, really from here. Right, exactly. <laughs> she was like, well, you look like you're Indian. Right. And they were like, no, because my kids are a little bit racist. Right. They know they're Indian. It's like, no, technically you are. Right. <laughs> you know, or your that's family your heritage. Is, but you know? again, this is where yeah. our kids are different because they don't have They're like, we're American. Like, like what, what are you, are you talking, talking about? about? Yeah. Exactly. So for them, they have the experience of having to prove their Americanism. And I reinforce that a lot. Right. Like, yes, you are American. Kind of undoing that trauma that I had growing up and I still feel like we have it or at least I have it where my identity like I've only really had it for like less than 10 years well what do you mean by that I never identified it as American because it was so it, bad to be American what but it was why a terrible, because American meant you slept around you had okay. boyfriends you were not American, a quote-unquote American, American. Yeah. exactly so it was like you know or Amriki you yeah. know or Hawan you know exactly. depending on where you're from so um or that's animals and you know, 
it, it was so negative. My parents would say, but... So being an American in your family... Was a bad ...was thing. a negative connotation. Yeah. It probably it. still is. Right. Okay. You know, it okay. probably still is. You're like, if you're honest, it yeah. probably still is. Yeah. I'm the first of my 27 cousins who was born in America. Got it. So if I made like a social faux pas, a Pakistani social faux pas, they would say, oh, well, you wouldn't know any better because you're American. Right. What exactly. do you know? Exactly. You, you wouldn't know. So it was and always a little bit of a negative... Negative. Con- yeah, negative. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Like one of the first questions I got asked as a 14 year old when my cousins came was, well, how many boyfriends do you have? Right. You know, so I had to prove that I was Which, Muslim. Which, by the way, some of these Pakistani girls over there, they're like, you they guys. They got boyfriends. Exactly. <laughs> Why don't you have a boyfriend? Why yeah, don't you have a, you totally don't go to clubs? <laughs> what are you talking about? No. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, I had to prove my Islam to these people. Like, that's no, so, it, so you really have, like. You're stuck. You're stuck. You're, and, and that's the unique situation that I think we should talk about a little mm-hmm. bit is that you are not American enough for quote-unquote white Americans. Yeah. And that's truthfully, it's that's the, demographic. that's the demographic. Let's just be real. Or you're not Desi enough or Pakistani enough or Indian enough or Arabic enough for the people that are from like our who parents. Who look like me. Who, our parents' generation. So we really, our generation mm-hmm. really had a hard time because the ABCD, like the American oh, we were, born confused Desi. Oh my gosh. Because we had one foot in both worlds. Exactly. But what's different now is our kids have two feet yeah, in America. Yeah, firmly planted Americans. Exactly. Yeah. So that is, I think, what's unique with our generation for yeah. our kids. Right. So it is shameful, and I will use that word, that they have to prove themselves mm-hmm. to other people. When my son came back with his popsicle, I said, this is what she said. He was legitimately confused. Like, right. why doesn't like, she why think is, I'm American? Why? Why? What's going on? And, you know, I was like, I don't know, but you just need to know that you're American. So I'm not going to go into the whole I'm gonna racist stuff. I'm going to tell them they're racist. I mean, it's, it's not, not age appropriate because, at this stage. Because, first of all, a 17-year-old concession stand girl yeah. is not going to be able to identify what is her own you know, um, stereotypical view, what is her own inherent bias and prejudice. Right. Because everybody has them. Absolutely. I do. I do. I I mean, we're not perfect, Mm -hmm. but I think what, what you should, what I always tell my kids is everybody has their own internal prejudice or stereotypes based on the experiences that they've have. Right. Or the information that they've been given or seen or experienced, but you have to conscientiously always work on the dialogue with in, in your internal, internal, internal dialogue to be like, okay, that's not the case. That's not everybody. Maybe this and that. And I yeah. know that we talked about the gentleman in the parking lot here where it was like, well, maybe it was this instead. Right. And, you know, I do hope that that's the case. I just wasn't in the mood to engage. But right. usually, especially if I'm with my kids and I find somebody staring, I'll just say hi. Yeah. You know? Hi, and her southern cool? drawl, and then that shocks people. Well, when I right? say y'all, they're like, why are you saying y'all? You're like, hello, like, I'm, yeah, I'm from Texas. Texas. Exactly. You know? So that's my Texan. Um, or, you know, people who are really staring are trying to figure out or maybe trying very hard to listen for an accent. And they're like, how come you talk English so good? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, my Lord. Or why don't you have an accent? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but why by would the way, I? But by the way, I get that from the Pakistani people. You speak English like a white person. Yeah. I'm like, well, I was born and raised in Chicago. And I hear this, my Chicago twang every time I listen to this podcast. And I'm <laughs> like, oh that my bad. God, I have the worst <laughs> accent. But, but you see what I'm saying? Like, then you get that, oh, you speak English so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that all the time. But I, but I didn't realize you got it. Oh, I got it all the time. That's But so I get it from Pakistani people, hmm. from people that are, you know, 
not necessarily born and raised here where they I think they're shocked that you have no accent at all that's interesting and I was like I don't even speak Urdu like how would I yeah. have you see what yeah. I'm saying where would the accent my mother come tongue from? is English by yeah. the way you know exactly. so it is definitely an interesting thing when you have your foot in both worlds no I know so you mentioned that you don't have a lot of Muslim girlfriends in hijab right. but you go to Juma. right so do people do double takes of you there you know, I don't really, so I'm one of these people that just don't pay attention to other people. Like, oh. I'm just going to be honest. And uh -huh. that's, that's the You're beauty. very focused. I'm like, I'm there. I have to be in and out. Mm -hmm. um, but I do get the, even from, I get the where are you from a lot. Okay. From everybody. Because, yeah, you have a very <laughs> universal look. <laughs> yeah, and then nobody knows. Like, yeah. they've guessed every single thing, which I guess is good in a way. Because I'm a chameleon. Yeah. But it does, it's frustrating. Because, mm -hmm. again, I'm like, why do I have to? Explain, or if I say my name is Zeba, mm -hmm. right? Because it's a very ethnic name. Mm -hmm. Where does that come from? That throws people off. <laughs> yeah. Like, there is no tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I literally have people like, why do you have that name? My parents named me that. Like, so that's Maybe my... I liked it. I changed my <laughs> name. <laughs> so that's kind of like my standard response. Well, my parents named me. So that's why I have that name. Mm. And sometimes I've heard like you, my husband is like, you become a little bit of a brat. Like, you know what they're trying to say. You get defensive. That's our I defense get defensive. mechanism. Mm -hmm. And, um, not because I'm ashamed, mm -hmm. not because, but I'm like, your name is Tina or I'm not Julie. I'm curious about you. Yeah. I'm not saying, why do you have the name Julie? Yeah. I don't care right. or whatever your name happens to be. Mm -hmm. I want to know you as a person. Um, and I do think we all should be amazed, like, unless something is a super unique name that I'm like, oh, so in love with. Right. I'm just kind of like, God, you got that name because your parents named you that Good name. Good for you. Good for you. Beautiful name. Um, so if my name was Mary, would you ask me that? You know, like, so that's where I get defensive. Right. I get um, it. And I admit that. Yeah. You know, or it's my, the beauty of my kids is that they have a, an amazing look and they all look very, very different and because we have so much of a genetic mix, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. So I'll get the, are they all yours? Oh, wow. Are they all the same father? Why do they look different? Oh my gosh. You know, and I'm like, they look different because we're mixed. We're mixed. Yeah. And the beauty of being mixed is that we're taking little bits of our heritage from everywhere right. and melding it into this beautiful human being, hmm. you know? So why are you asking them? Do you guys have the same father? Yes, they do. <laughs> For the record, I'm say, stating it now. Yes. They all have the same oh. dad. <laughs> do people ever assume <clears throat> that you're a Muslim only because you married a Muslim man? Because, oh, she's Hassan. Yeah, because yeah, I'm converted until oh. they hear my name. That's so interesting. Yeah. My brother used to get that a lot. Really? And he's essentially, he gives quitbugs for God's sake. I haven't seen him since he was a kid, yeah, so I don't so, even know what he looks like now. So he, you know, the red hair, freckles, blue eyes. You oh, know, it's that's like, right. And he's a super tall. He's a ginger. Yeah, he's a super tall, 6'5 guy. Um, but he, and the guy's giving goodbyes and they're like, oh, do, are you a convert? And he's like, no, I'm not. So but I could be. I could and be. And that's so okay too. What's wrong with that? <laughs> But that's actually the interesting thing is that I, I, I don't necessarily feel like we should, I even feel our generation does that still. Kind the of. The defensiveness? The defensiveness. And or the questioning. The questioning. The, and yeah. Well, I think that questioning is probably learned behavior. Like maybe at some point, some people thought that it's okay to do that. I, I don't think I have, or I hope I have not. Sometimes I am curious if I hear an accent, like, I can't place that accent. Right. Where is Where's that it from? from? I love exactly. it. You know, or I've never been there. That's so right. cool. You know, um, but maybe that is an inappropriate question because if it's making me defensive, maybe I need to not do that. So let me be clear. So I was talking to some of my Amer uh, quote unquote non-Muslim. I shouldn't say American because we're all American, we're all but American. my non-Muslim girlfriends, and we've and 
part of what my feedback that I've gotten from them who listen to this podcast was like, you know, we're really thankful you guys are talking openly about this stuff because we're afraid to ask some of these questions. Oh, great. And do you think it's appropriate for us to ask these questions? And I had to think about it for a second because I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah. And I'm like, I can tell if somebody asks me a questions out of a place of pure curiosity. Exactly. And wanting to learn and grow their viewpoint or your their worldview versus asking a question towards me to make me feel defensive. Right. You can tell the difference. You can tell the difference. I so agree. I'm I so I want it to be clear and stated. Please ask questions if you need the answers to these questions. So I'm not going to feel defensive right. about that. So it, it it sounds like for me that I'm like, oh, please don't ask me questions. No, I actually, but you can tell mm-hmm. when someone's being sincere in their curiosity yes. versus I'm just going to like, oh, where are you from? What are you up to? Like, just because they're trying to make me feel like the other. Right. Does that make to sense? To other me. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Yeah, I will, <clears throat> you know, I think we take issue with the people who are like, I don't want to sound offensive, but... but Exactly. And that's the hairs on the neck. Exactly. So as soon as you say that... Why are you saying that? Why are you saying that? (laughs) Right? And it could be because they don't know or Mm -hmm. they feel like they can't approach. And a lot of the times, I don't know how it is in your friendship circles, but a lot of the times in mine, I'm the only Muslim person that these people are actually friends with. So you're the Muslim expert. I'm the Muslim (laughs) expert. expert Muslim. And I'm like, I don't want to be the representative for billions of people. But do you feel that way too? Because you have a physical manifestation of our religion. You mm-hmm. wear it. Yeah. Wear it gracefully. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have to be the pinnacle of Muslimness in a non-Muslim society? Okay, so I don't know. That's, a, that's, a, that's, that's a pretty a weighted question. question. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's really going to be hard for you to unpack that. Because I know my dad would, you know, he would see a muhajiba or hijabi, whatever you want to call them, a girl who wears hijab growing up, and he would be like, I would be so proud if my oh, daughter really? dressed like that. So very a passive aggressive kind of manipulative way to be like, I, I wish you did that. do this one exactly. day. You know, but he was like, I'm never going to force you. Right. You know, so whenever you decide that you want to do it, this is fabulous. You right. know, and I will support I, you. I will support you. Right. You know, and he supported me when I didn't. Right. I still had to dress modestly, but whatever. You know, I wore, because his thing was when you walk into a room, I want people to notice you. Got it. I want you to By the to way, they would notice Islam. you anyway. Because I'm a huge person. <laughs> so exactly. like they would notice you. Not many people are I like five foot nine and like gorgeously statuesque. Not many people are like you. Oh, but you're so pretty. Awesome. I'm 5'8". Yeah, just for the record. But she wears her height a lot. Like, I'm only an inch shorter than you, but I feel like I'm so much smaller than you. <laughs> you're not. You're not. I was like, oh, I'm not as short as I think I am. Yeah. Okay. I take up some room. So <laughs> he did say, when you walk into a room, people turn around. So wouldn't it be awesome if you represented Islam? Exactly. As all these things, you know, like, so people can see that, hey, Islam can be all of these things and can look like this. And it's very, you know, open and... Um, um, a safe place, a safe thing, and that—that's this is way before nine eleven ever happened, right? You know, so he was already like. So I was would this think one of the reasons thinking. why you decided to wear hijab? Yeah, yeah. Because what, was, were you wearing hijab when I came to visit you? No, uh, you no, are. yes, I was. You had just started, I feel like. Uh, it was very, very recent. It's like okay, maybe a couple right. of years. Yeah, in. yeah. So it was super recent for me. But for me, it was like I'm going to do it, and I'm just going to do it. Yeah, I'm never going to look back. And Alhamdulillah, it's been over. Was it years. always a plan for you, or did something call you to it? Because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very curious as to why either people put hijab on or mm-hmm. take it off. Well, you know, 
I felt like it was or a not cultural put it all thing. altogether. Right. right. I felt like it was such a cultural thing growing up because people would have it and then, you know, for uh, an occasion or an event, they would take it off and then they would put it on and, you know, they'd walk By ball. the way, I never understood that. I don't understand it now. That's just me personally. Yeah. I was just kind of like, either you're going to do it. Yeah. Or you're not. Or you're not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you but, know me. I'm pretty like cut or dry. Yeah, about what are you doing? You know? What are you doing? What's, what's your problem? And I'm like, but they were like, they would tell me, oh, well, it's required for women. But at the time, I had never read the Anywhere, Quran yeah. in English yeah. at that point. I didn't do that until very late in high school. Mm-hmm. And then um, in college, you know, everybody kind of has that very... Um, zealous reawakening. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think we, they, we all go through and that. And you remember me. I yeah. was, you know, she I was, was like, zealot. Yes. And I was like, stop being so judgmental, yes. Isma, for God's sake. Yes. And, you know, you, you brought me down, which is great. <laughs> I still remember that. You, you know, you're very judgmental. It's like, really? Yeah. And it was Sorry. very, I'm a no, very don't be. Person. Because it was perfect. I really needed that self-reflection I was like, moment. I'm a really upfront person. Let's yeah. just be clear about that. But the good part about this, um, the zeal of Islam at the time in my Muslim I call it the militant Islamic phase. Yeah. I feel like that a lot of people go through. A lot of people go through. Yes. Yeah. And I was one of those people, but I, I couldn't get to the far right because I didn't understand enough of it. Right. But I attended enough classes and enough halakhats and enough conferences to where I was like, Okay, maybe hijab this is what was I need real, to do. Okay. You know? And at that point, I'd read the verses in the Quran. I'd read the Hadith and I was like, this is real. Okay. I need to do this. I, and it was just a matter of timing, and it was very opportune in college. I got to go to Saudi Arabia, to Umrah, to the lesser pilgrimage, and it was like, well, now I'm just not going to take it off right. once I come back, because okay. you have to wear it there. Right. And everybody says the first week is the hardest, because people are constantly, what happened? Did you yeah. get married? Is exactly. <laughs> like, who forced you to put this exactly. on? What man beat that is this? something that do pe- people... I feel like non-Muslim people non-Muslim people assume do it. assume mm-hmm. you know you were forced to do it. Yeah. When yeah. I came back, they're like, "Oh my God, did you get married?" I'm and like, you're like, no. "No." What made you think this was a wedding ring? Yeah, you know? exactly. It's not. It's not Who a put token. a ring on it? Who put yeah. a hijab on it? Nobody. Yeah. It was just my decision to do it. Right. And at that point, I was like, I know religiously this is what is right, and I know emotionally this is what's right for so me. So it felt right for you. Yeah. And really, the the big thing for me, I was one of a handful of Muslims on my in my high school. I was the big fish on campus. I get to college, I'm very deluded out. Right. And this one guy passed me. And mind you, my whole life, we've been family friends, but he was a boy, so I yeah, never yeah, played with yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and like we'd been going to school for a year and I would say salam to him and he would never say walaikum salam. He would just walk right by me. And I'm like, oh my God, he's rude. rude. And I told my mom, I mean, he's so rude. And then my second year, um, he... I was sitting at a computer or something and he was talking to somebody and they were like, oh yeah, you know, she's a Muslim. She goes to NSA or whatever. And he was like, oh, I didn't know she was Muslim. Interesting. Okay. And that broke my heart because okay. that was my entire identity up until that point. Like, okay. I'm a Muslim. And how did you not how know How did he not know this? Like, we've had dinner at your house, right. weirdo, you know? So I credit him with really making me start thinking about it. Interesting. Like, I want to be identified right. as this. You want a physical, tangible yeah. identifier. Yeah. And, you know, my daughter now says that she wants to wear it because obviously she sees me wear it. And she's 8 o'clock. And she's 8, eight years old. old. 8 years old. I was <laughs> That's like, how oh, early that's it, how it is. Yeah. It's early in the morning. It's not even 8 o'clock here. Okay. <laughs> so she's like, I mean, I want to wear a hijab. And I'm the one who's pulling it off of her okay. in the van or the car in the morning. Like, baby, you don't have to, to wear do it to school right yeah. now. Because she's and still We're not going to be those parents, yeah. you know, who make our kid wear it to school. But then... You know, is it weird of me to pull it off of her and say right. you're not wearing it right, right. now because it's not required? I, I guess the, the beauty is allowing her to have her own choice, making her own choice. Right. 
And that is important. Right. And my husband was really fearful of marrying a girl in hijab. Yeah, we talked about, we that, talked about that, that last which night. I was like, funny. what are you talking yeah. about? And he would say, I don't want a daughter because you're going to force her to wear hijab. I was like, why would I do that? Because yeah. nobody did that to me. Yeah, I made this decision myself. So why let me ask you a question. Yeah. Would you be perfectly fine with her not wearing hijab? I would be perfectly fine. Okay. So as long as she practiced I totally, Islam, I totally pulled her, yeah. you know, called her out right here. Yes. I just it's on record know. for it's my record. daughter. <laughs> no, because I'm curious about that. Yeah, like, would you either force or not force? You know, I don't have an expectation of that. I have okay. an expectation that they will be Muslim. Of course. And that they will represent I mean, we Islam are momming all Muslim after, while, after exactly. all. And part of that is, you know, extending our Islamic identity and passing that along to our children. And hopefully they pass it along to their children. Yeah. I mean, because I found, you know, like you said, a lot of people do not wear their Islam on the outside. Right. But they are better Muslims than I am. Right. And I feel like I need it as a reminder. Yes. To check yourself. Because and some people say that to me. They're like, uh -huh. I've decided to do that because it's a physical reminder for me. Yeah. And for me, I don't feel like I have to do that. Yeah. No, right. That's good. You know? Because, I mean, just for the record for the audience, like Zabo does not have a potty mouth. I'm a sailor mouth. You know, I was like, God, you curse like a sailor. What I do. I really do. You? And it's like, I was like, I said darn the other day. And I was like, oh my God, I got to stop doing this. What's really interesting. Like I have a friend, I love her and I really need to be better about keeping in touch with her. So she was actually a patient of mine. And, um, I was talking to her and then I, in, in the clinic and then I went out and I was talking to my MA and something upset me. Okay. And I cussed. Right. And the walls are pretty thin. Thin. And Hello. I didn't realize, like, oh, I was really loud. Um, and she was in the healthcare field. And she tells the story as, I converted because of you. Interesting. I because love that. Because I could see that you were a normal person. You were, you wore you were a job. And you're like, I'm still a human. You, but you got and frustrated. And I my toe. Something. Exactly. You said the F, 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 yeah. F. And you know, we we are human. That's the funny yeah. thing too. We're not Virgin Marys. We're no. not like, we're not trying to be Do better you know than anybody else. Do you know how many people surprised that hijabis are pregnant? <laughs> yeah. They're like, but but you're allowed to have sex. It's like, yes. yes, we're not nuns. <laughs> yes. It's we, encouraged. We do it. <laughs> It's encouraged. You can after be married and you can have sex because exactly. you know, Islam doesn't have the no. concept of sex being dirty. No, and it's, it's really not, not supposed to be. It's actually supposed to be an act of worship it is within an act of, the confines of marriage. And it, it, it is an act of worship. Exactly. exactly. And a lot of people don't realize no, that. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. But I, that's hilarious. And yeah. I do think that that's funny because <laughs> spending the weekend with Usma, I was kind of like, girl, you need to slow your roll down a little bit. She wanted bit. to start what like a, a swear jar. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> But, but that's where you and I are a little bit different yeah. because like I don't necessarily feel like I have to wear a physical hijab. If I were a hijab, it would, I'm admitting it, it would be as an act of po political. Political act. statement for you. Yeah. It would be a political statement for me. Not I don't because, know that that would be wrong. I don't know if it would be wrong or know. right, but it would be a political statement like yeah. screw you, you know, yeah. and, and out of a place of anger okay, and frustration Instead of and worship. not out of, uh, okay. out of a place of worship. Okay. So I fully admit that, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and honestly, if Zara came up to me, she's like, I want to wear hijab. I would be like, if that compelled her, she feels like I need to wear this as a physical reminder to be close to God. Uh -huh. I would support her. So mm -hmm. I, the exact same thing. I would, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be like, what the heck are you doing? Okay. okay. Um, I don't know if she would, but yeah, I do exactly. think, but I do think as long as she can play back, cause now she can play college basketball, basketball with long pants. Yay! And it is very different. And that's yeah. the beauty. I do think from our generation, um, to our kids that I because we have paved the way a little bit oh, like right. I couldn't play on the basketball team because I wouldn't wear the full the exact uniform yeah. whereas now hello those compression tights boys are wearing them okay. underneath basketball yeah pants. my son you know I have these they're like sleeves. it makes me 
Yeah, they're called the compression shooting sleeves. Okay, so hijabis have these <laughs> sleeves for the your arm. Yes. Yeah. For your short sleeve shirts, they have these like, and they're not very By tight. The way, Spank sells them. Yeah, but they're, it's tight, right? These it's are not comfortable that tight. and they're color coordinated to your outfit. Okay, so you can match they only it with make your them shirt. in black, black and white. Yeah, and so my sons will steal them and wear like bright yellow. Because they want to wear, sleeves. they're called shooting sleeves. When you shooting wear them, they're sleeves. called shooting sleeves. They're like, I, mean, I need sleeves for basketball. Yes. I need sleeves for basketball. Okay, they're called so shooting sleeves and they're compression sleeves. So <laughs> Google or go to Amazon and put shooting compression sleeves Got and it. it'll pull up. Right. But no, but that's the thing. Now she can. Mm -hmm. But of course, I'm like, you can wear the long basketball shorts and I'm perfectly fine yeah. with that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, because the concept of modesty for me is more, who are you? Like these other girls are coming with booty shorts or whatever. Right, my, right. my daughter's wearing boys long basketball, basketball shorts. shorts and I'm knees. like, to yeah. her knee, I'm like, you're fine. Yeah. But my point is she can yeah. if she wanted to. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the things when she was playing lacrosse, she wanted to wear pants underneath the skirt because they make the girls wear skirts. In lacrosse? In lacrosse. Like a skirt or a skirt? No, skirt. Interesting. With bloomers underneath are you kidding and zara's like hell to the no i'm not wearing this yeah so she wore shorts instead long shorts oh good for her and it was hard for her because there were some girls who were kind of snickering mm -hmm. like why would you want to do that and i i saw her like what do i do i don't want to wear this i and she was trying to be defensive that was the first time i've seen those types of modesty choices that we make versus other people mm -hmm. and it being questioned. Wow. How are the parents? Because sometimes the parents will raise it like, oh, you're not wearing the uniform. Yeah. They, they were like, oh, why are you wearing boy shorts instead of, I mean, why do you have to run in booty shorts? Like the skirt yeah. is like just under their butt. That's like, like volleyball right now. I don't I'm want like, my we daughter did not wear that. shorts like that. Exactly. In our day. And the boys can wear the long shorts, but again, tangent. Yeah. Um, but again, this is how we have to parent our par our kids a little yeah. bit differently. We make some adjustments. We have to so make some adjustments so they can do the things. So they're not being held back yeah. from exploring all the opportunities that are alhamdulillah afforded to them in this country yeah. and the truth of the matter is our daughters couldn't do some of these things in muslim countries yeah I that's mean, another reality we have to be honest about yeah that's true so but anyways i just wanted to thank Uzma oh yeah thanks for giving for... me a little bit of an insight into being a hijabi mama and i hope do you have any like final thoughts that you want to share with everybody today um, no, I just appreciate that, you know, you had my back and you were I was like, I'm noticing that. I, I, I was like, if I have to go and like say something, yeah. I'm going to go. And so I'm yeah. the person that will say something yes, you and will call people off. Yeah. And so I was waiting for that. Yeah. I was like, oh, he just said hello. I yeah. think he was more curious. Like, curious. Yeah. Exactly. So, that's what it was. But you do have to feel like I'm like the one that will say something mm -hmm. and be like, who the hell are you to say anything yeah. or feel, but I, I feel very safe with you. Yeah. She, yeah which is true. <laughs> Cause I will take you. I am from Chicago. She will take people out. I will take people out if I have to, but I just wanted to say we're finishing up our girls weekend. I know. I'm it's really so sad. sad about it. That That's kind but of But this makes me feel part. like we've done it and we have to do this again. Absolutely. Yeah. Inshallah. Inshallah. So we'll just get better from here, I think. I think so. Yeah. Looking right. forward to it. All right. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. Thanks again for joining Zeba and Uzman Momming While Muslim today. Please email us your thoughts or questions and follow us on Facebook and Instagram because this podcast was designed to cater your needs. Make sure you check out the show notes to find the links and resources for this episode. And remember to help a mama out and leave a review of the show as well as to like it on your podcast app of choice because that helps us grow. Tune in next week for another episode of Mommy While Muslim. Assalamu alaikum, everyone.